Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first of hopefully many semi-regular podcasts from yours truly, Onion Knight, where I discuss games, movies, and media that have made me laugh, cry, or otherwise decapsulated me. I'll share with you, dear listeners, my humble opinions, my likes, my dislikes, exploring the themes, and appreciating the works for the journeys they take us on. Fair warning though, there will be major spoilers up ahead, so if you don't want any of those, better hit the pause button and come back later when your own adventure is complete. Today's topic is none other than, and much to my own surprise, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. If you're like me, and you spend a decent amount of time on the gaming side of Twitter, you may have come across some rather stunning visuals promoting a game that was released last month called 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. So prior to picking up this title, I didn't really have knowledge of Vanillaware or what kind of games they put out, but after seeing the trailer and reading some well-composed tweets from more seasoned gamers than myself, I was pretty sold. It was coming out close to my birthday, so it was an added bonus. And as it turns out, 13 Sentinels was more than your run-of-the-mill classic sci-fi trope of Rock'em Sock'em robot battles, you know, with those chosen teenage warriors that happen to be really common. Um, but as you may have guessed, it plays out centering around 13 specific characters. Uh, each protagonist has their own storyline that intersects with other storylines and other events that either happen concurrently in the future or in the past. Uh, it mainly takes place in 1985, sometimes, sometimes after World War II, and then four-year intervals in the future. And though the story is not really linear, like I said, several parts intersect, but the objective stays the same. Save mankind for the threat of annihilation by engaging in tactical battles with alien monster kaijus known as the Daimos. Um, so the list of protagonists I found was really long, but, and it was a little bit overwhelming at first to get used to everyone. But once you start to understand the overall story and you really see how the events play out, it's pretty easy to keep track of everyone. Although the number of Silverhead characters does get to be a little ridiculous. So you have your initial characters, which include Jiro Karabe, sometimes referred to as Jiro Izumi, Yori Fuyusaka, Eiseki Gahara, Megumi Yakushiji, Kei Tarumura, Natsuno Minami, Nenji Ogata, Tomiki Saragi, Shio Miguchi, Yuki Takamiya, Renya Goto, Ryoko Shinonome, and last but not least, and one of my favorites, Takatoshi Ijiyama. There are also four different generations of Sentinels. Each one has different skill sets and abilities that become unlockable as you progress through the story. Um, but, oh, one, one really quick thing I wanted to come out and talk about was a really unique feature that I really enjoyed from the game that I personally never encountered but really enjoyed was the interface of this game. And it's like divided in three sections and you have remembrance, destruction, and analysis. And so the storyline and the bulk of the story takes place in the remembrance section. Um, and you know that's where you go through like the visual novel aspect of it and you learn the past and like the events that happen. And then the battles themselves take place during the destruction portion. Um, and you can select these at any time. And I'm honestly, like, when I first initially played, I played non-stop in the destruction section. And then I was like, oh yeah, there's actually a story to this. The analysis is like a, like a fun archive area where you can go and you can see, like, everything that you've unlocked. And, like, your files and your, like, data logs and, like, all that fun stuff. But, so, most of the bulk of the story takes place in the first two sections. Um... The tactical battles are basically like 
your like chess arena type deal and you you know send out orders to your squad and you have a maximum of six characters per battle you can alternate um and you can choose whoever you want to send out but you have to keep in mind that like your characters each get exhausted from repeated use um and you know your number of battles directly correlates with like your percentages and things like that and that's something that i wasn't really used to uh, this is not typically game that I choose to play. I usually do like regular JRPGs or like, you know, classic retros like Silent Hill and that kind of thing. So this was really new and fun for me. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, <laughs> no, I lost my train of thought and I was doing good. Uh, okay. So like a I, w I can't say brief summary because it's not, but a summary of the game, and I'm going to try not to give too many spoilers, is that it takes place, again, the book of the story takes place in 1985 Japan. And so you have a group of high school students that include Jiro Karabe, Yuri Fuyusaka, Shiomiguchi, who start to experience shared dreams that often feature each other in like futuristic situations and battles and things they quite can't understand where they're coming from. And so they kind of take it upon themselves to start talking about it, and they find out that there's probably more to them than meets the eye. Not realizing they're under surveillance by a school nurse. Um, and so Kurabe, he learns that he's been given medicine by the school nurse, and he starts to investigate things, because there's a student that refers to him as Izumi, and he's got, like, no idea why. And then you find out that other students have been coerced into spying on each other and trying to figure out like what this whole like men in black situation is at their school and just like a lot of things seem fishy. Come to find out that these 13 individuals that this game centers around is, are, have been chosen um, to pilot these giant sentinels to save the humans from you know having their world destroyed. And as you progress the game, you find out that these characters are more tied to the situation than even, like, the gamer knows. So it was a really interesting, um, development, if you will. I don't want to add too much more, because I don't want to give the story away, like, please go play this game, it's great. Uh, but the way it all plays out was really phenomenal. It was so many twists and turns that I felt like even though I did guess some things correctly, like, I, I could have never guessed the whole story. It was pretty incredible. Um, and it's just, it was really enjoyable to me because it was something that I had never, like, would have thought. Um, if, if I'm going to compare it to anything, like, in the way that it t turns out, like, the, the twists and turns, I would compare it actually to the pigeon dating sim. And just, like, the shock value of, like, how much I didn't expect things to go, you know? And this is not to say that they're not the same at all. There's, like, no dating aspect. There's, it's not, like, a fair comparison. But for me, my personal experience, like, I, I was sitting there playing, you know, Hot of Boyfriend. I'm not going to give spoilers to that one because that game is a gem. And I will not hear a word against it. Um, but, but if you haven't played something like 13 Sentinels, I highly recommend it. It was enjoyable, it was, like, interactive, it, there are so many things, and, like, the jokes, and just, like, the little pop culture references here and there were really fun for me, like, um, 
and I and I said before, but I think Nenji is like one of my favorite characters. There's so many, but him and uh, Takatoshi, and this other character Okino, who I know that like I'm not gonna really go in depth because Okino is a stellar character. Like they're just any interaction with them just brought me such great joy. Like they're so fun, and later on when people play, you can come back and like rain me for this one. But I just I didn't enjoy. Juro, like, <laughs> he seems kind of like a prick to me, and I know he's like one of the main characters, and he's probably going to be one of the well-loved ones, but I just could not get down with the sickness, you know? So, we'll have to see whatever anyone else thinks. I'm really curious to see what people's thoughts and feelings are towards this. Uh, I, I just, I'm really surprised, because I had, just a side note, like, I'd wanted to start this podcast forever ago, and I was like, oh, you know, I'm like a huge fan of Final Fantasy, so I'll do it on that, so... For me, for it to be a game that came out of left field completely was pretty astonishing to me. Um, so yeah, let's see. I'm really trying not to give anything away. I made like this whole spreadsheet and like notes and notes upon notes about what I want to talk about, but the more that I look at it, the less I want to say because truly you have to experience it for yourself. Like, I wouldn't say it's like life changing, but it definitely opened my eyes to like what other games are out there instead of just sticking to your run-of-the-mill JRPGs. Not that they aren't to be treasured and loved and appreciated. I'm not hating on anything. It's just, it was a really fun, refreshing experience. Uh, so <laughs> thank you if you've stuck this far listening to me rant. I appreciate you. Um, is, is that all I want to cover? Is that really what I want to say? Is that how I want to go out on my first episode? to like be rambling well yeah I think I'm gonna and we're gonna we're gonna see guys like I'd rather give it some more time for more people to play and then maybe I'll do like a follow-up and we can go deep into what it is or if I could just say spoilers right now I'll say spoilers and we can kind of jump into it let's try that all right so no, I think I covered everything. I don't know. I'm a Libra, guys. I'm not going to decide this right now. Alright, well, thank you for listening, and I hope to be doing this again soon. So I'll catch you guys then. Bye-bye!